Get Mad with Chris Graves. Hi, welcome to a very, very special Get Mad. I know I say that all the time. Get Mad with Chris Graves. That's me. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about, and it won't be the full hour, folks. So I'm going to talk about an awesome piece of cinema called Super Mario Brothers. Now, before you get too excited, it's not the Chris Pratt uh, masterpiece that's in theaters right now. This is the disaster piece starring uh, John Leguizamo as Luigi and Bob Hoskins from Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Hook as Mario himself. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to play the movie's trailer from 1993. Enjoy. Folks, that was a taste of uh, the 1993 classic, depending on who you, whoever you, or whomever you ask, Super Mario Brothers, starring Dennis Hopper as King Koopa, Samantha Mathis as the princess, John Leguizamo as an Italian plumber named Luigi, and the very English Bob Hoskins as Super Mario. Came out in 1993 in the same summer as Jurassic Park. And actually, what was worth the movie ticket at the time was they played the trailer for Jurassic Park at the beginning of Super Mario Brothers. Now, I just want to say, this movie was a fecal show like you wouldn't believe. On screen and off. Um, basically, <laughs> it goes into alternate dimensions was the plot line. In a world where a fecal feature presentation is the best thing on the screen. In a world of bad plotting and bad casting and bad overall everything, Super Mario Brothers. In a world of poorly written scripts and sadly <laughs> underwhelming premises, Super Mario Brothers becomes your world for 90 minutes. 
unless you unless of course you leave the theater to save yourself. But anyway, yeah, no, uh, originally it was supposed to be Danny DeVito and Tom Hanks. And this is a pre-Forrest uh, Gump Tom Hanks, by the way. That's the funny thing, is that Tom Hanks almost gave up the chance to make the movie that would get him his first Oscar, Philadelphia, because he almost signed on the dotted line to play Luigi in Super Mario Brothers with Danny DeVito. Now, I guess, I don't know this for a fact, but I guess the timing would probably maybe have something to do with why Danny DeVito couldn't participate because uh, nothing against Bob Hoskins, but I think Danny DeVito would have been a pretty cool Super Mario. Um, he was actually being uh, the Penguin in Tim Burton's 1992 classic, depending on whoever you ask, Batman Returns. So the development for Super Mario Brothers was kind of a long, long-term thing. Um, originally, they wanted it to be uh, like 1989's Batman and 1990's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it was not at all. They even had Yoshi in it, which, you know what? The special effects for Yoshi, it's actually kind of kind of Jurassic Park-like. Um, kind of. But uh, here's what... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the first screenplay was written by Oscar-winning screenwriter Barry Morrow. His story followed brothers Mario and Luigi on an existential road trip. So similar to Morrow's prior Rain Man, the production titled the script Drain Man. Morrow described his screenplay as a study in contrast, like Laurel and Hardy or Abbott and Costello, that would have been an odyssey and a quest like the game itself. Co-producer Fred Caruso later said that Morrow's story was more of a serious drama piece as opposed to a fun comedy based on a video game. I have to agree with uh, Mr. Caruso. Um, that would have been horrible, <laughs> in my opinion. But anyway, but I digest. I would have liked something closer to what the the TV show, the cartoon was with the live action skits more than what this guy had to offer. And keep in mind, he wrote Rain Man, and they titled the script Drain Man. See where see where we're headed, folks. Um, let's play that intro to the 1980s cartoon show, shall we? It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! We're with the Mario Brothers, them plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. So hang on to your seat. Get ready for adventure and remarkable feats. You'll meet the Coopers, the Troopers, the Princess, and the others. Hanging with the plumbers, you'll be hooked on the brothers to the I rest my case. So anyway, Bob Hoskins, the actor that was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit and later would play in the movie Hook, 
with Robin Williams. He didn't know that the film he was making was based on a game until his son asked him what he was working on. When Hoskins mentioned the film's title, his son immediately recognized it and showed Hoskins the game on his own Nintendo Entertainment System. It's kind of weird. It's one of those remarks that is reminiscent of when uh, Yoko Ono claimed she didn't know who the Beatles were when she met John at that art gallery. Scary indeed. And (laughs) Dennis Hopper, uh, Wilhelm agrees. Dennis Hopper described the film's production (laughs) as thus. It was a nightmare. Exactly. (laughs) It was a nightmare, very honestly, that movie. It was a husband and wife directing team who were both control freaks and wouldn't talk before they made decisions. Anyway, I was supposed to go down there for five weeks, and I was there for 17. It was so over budget. Now, I would like, personally, (laughs) to make a movie about the making of this, quote, movie that would be something like uh, i i mentioned that to people before and uh you know some people were like yeah that's a good idea and other people would be like what are you talking about pass the ketchup exactly (laughs) and that's then i get excited But, (laughs) but dennis hopper also said that why you know explaining why he chose to do the film he said my six year old son at the time he's now 18 He said, Dad, I think you're probably a pretty good actor, but why did you play that terrible guy, King Koopa, in Super Mario Brothers? And I said, well, Henry, I did that so you could have shoes. I wouldn't make it And he replied, Dad, I don't need shoes that badly. But anyway. (laughs) Exactly. And if you want to hear a little bit more about the making of this disaster piece, you can go back in the archive at uh, Ocelli.com uh, at the Get Mad with Chris Graves section. And Mr. Vincent Guastini, uh, special effects artist extraordinaire, he uh, actually worked on that on this film. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember exactly what he was saying at the time. But he said it was kind of a cluster, but he didn't really bash the movie or anything. But, but it, that's usually the sound I make when uh, there's no more breadsticks. An article in Spy Spy Magazine claimed that the script was being rewritten so many times during production that the actors stopped paying attention to the daily rewrites. (laughs) Sounds like Sister Act 2 back in the habit all over again. And I guess Tom Hanks would agree, even though he has nothing to do with this, uh, this version of the movie. Well, anyway, the whole plot of the movie is basically an alternate reality, an alternate Manhattan called Dino Hatton. I, I wish I was making that up. It's called Dino Hatton. That uh, the idea is that what would happen if the reptiles during the uh, great extinction of the dinosaurs? What if reptiles had been like the mammals and, and evolved? And that's you know basically some weird trippy. Chris, I think you muted yourself. There you go. (laughs) You were muted for a moment. Uh, So you're okay. You're okay now. As Uh, I should be on most days. 
<laughs> Sorry. Are the sound effects too much? <laughs> no, keep going. I mean, okay. it just reminded me of my stomach um, issues in the past. Well, you know. Exactly. You know. <laughs> Whatever you need. Okay. You know what? <laughs> One version of the script contained a cameo for Bruce Willis, so I'm sure he was thrilled, where he tunneled through the air ducts of King Koopa's castle in a spoof of his role in Die Hard. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe if he just did it for the check, yeah, I could respect that. But, but in, in, in well, speaking of that, in addition to breaking his finger, Bob Hoskins recalled that he was stabbed four times, electrocuted, and nearly drowned. And that's just what happened to me. Wow, this is like Jason Voorhees as Super Mario. Uh, Jason Voorhees of Friday the Thirteenth fame. Um, after the film had bombed at the box office, Nintendo stopped producing live-action theatrical films based on their video game franchises for a very long time. A Metroid film was put into development, but never went past pre-production. Nintendo would eventually release another adaptation, Detective Pikachu, an awesome classic, I guess, to improve to improved critical and commercial success. Well, let me... <laughs> exactly. Well, here's the thing. I always thought a boy in his blob would have been a great movie. Um, but I was alone in that, and I never told anyone else ever again. Um, here in, uh, here's a John Leguizamo accidentally broke one of Bob Hoskins' fingers during a stunt involving the Mario van. Because remember, they had a van in the video game. You remember that? No, that was an issue. Uh, those are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Anyway, according to Leguizamo, when it happened, Hoskins started cussing profusely and incoherently, but instantly forgave him, because Bob Hoskins was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Anyway. In a world where they've accidentally mixed up the mystery machine with Super Mario for no apparent reason. At all. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks was considered for the of Luigi, like I had said, but the failures of Turner and Hooch and Joe versus the Volcano led to the studio to believe Hanks was no longer a box office draw. I guess that would, uh, I guess that would explain Philadelphia and Forrest Gump and Apollo 13 and yada, yada, yada. And Michael Keaton was actually approached to play Koopa, but he passed on the role. Life is like a Super Mario movie. There's so many bad decisions to make. <laughs> yeah. I think I stepped in something fierce. It's called this horrible script called Drain Man. And that's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. Mama was right. <laughs> this movie's terrible. I saw the script and then I was running. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger turned down the role of King Koopa as well. Um, probably, well, that would explain Mr. Freeze in 1997's classic film, Batman and Robin. Ice to meet you. The only Batman movie to this day that I fell asleep in the movie theater for. I object, sir. There is no plausible explanation for that crap fest that went on with the bat nipple suit and all that madness. No, no, absolutely not. No. In, in the bat cod piece, the bat butt talks, <laughs> the bat butt talks. Um, oh, horrible, man. horrible. Initially, Bob Hoskins didn't like the script and didn't want to do another children's film. I'd done Roger Rabbit. I'd done Hook. I didn't want to become like Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> H 
Hoskins wondered how he would prepare for the role, saying, I'm the right shape. I've got a mustache. I worked as a plumber's apprentice. This guy put some thought into this. This is a real, real trooper here. He goes, <laughs> I worked as a plumber's apprentice for about three weeks and set the plumber's boots on fire with a blowtorch. Producer Roland Joffe kept sending Hoskins new script revisions until finally the actor agreed. Chris. I think it probably has something to do with the paycheck. I got to ask you a question here, Chris. I mean, really, we're letting a, a very serious thing slide by that Hoskins said here. He did children's movies. Let me ask you something. <laughs> I mean, all right. Now, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It's a classic. It's cool and all that. I like it. But, um... I love it. If we yeah. consider the 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 points of the script, the character's backstory, yeah. and all that, how child friendly is that? Okay, his brother was murdered by a psychotic tune. The guy's a drunk, right? Who's running from the law? This is not exactly you know G-rated material. I, I know it's wrapped around all the cartoon characters, and everybody gets to see Mickey Mouse and. Donald and Daffy, yeah. You know the 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 uh, the iconic scene: Donald and Daffy both playing, you know, frickin' pianos together and all that. But they there finally is, met, yeah. But there is murder and torturous somebody getting, you know, acid bath to death. Okay, By I know Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Do Doc Brown is an evil, twisted psycho. You know, Judge Doom, the dip. Judge Doom, the dip, which is just, you know, let's dip you in sulfuric acid. Life is like a barrel of sulfuric acid. You should have... socks. I mean, how bad? Serious, dude. I mean, I've done children's movies. Okay. Who framed Roger Rabbit? better, Chuck. I mean, the sexy, the sexy rabbit chick, she's banging a baby, which is also a problem, but he's not really a baby. And there's all that sex going on, and, and she's playing patty cake with the studio head, casting couch. I mean, where, where, where's the child-friendly part? <laughs> well, Chuck, I have to tell you, as a child of the 1980s, there was a lot of movies that were passed off as child-friendly. Like Little Monsters, which was horribly, horribly disturbing when you go back and look at it. Or even something like Beetlejuice was marketed to children. And he grabs his crotch and says, nice effing model at one point. Oh, yeah. No, look, there's plenty to be had when it comes to the allegedly child-friendly stuff. I mean... It's Let's a go right like, nowadays. <laughs> no, it's not different nowadays though because it's it's okay. No, but all the children have to be protected so much, you know. It's like, oh, what about the kids from the 70s and 80s? <laughs> what we were exposed to. See, but what's still bizarre, see to me, my childhood this was nothing. All this was a joke. I mean, I'm watching Jason Voorhees slash people oh, up and yeah. I'm thinking it's hilarious. I mean, to me, the best comedy ever made was The Exorcist. But the thing is, I wasn't a normal child. Look, even if you look at stuff that was specifically designed for children, like Toy Story, there yeah. is some dark elements in there. <laughs> you know, Dude, this, they're, they're, they're sending up the Holocaust in Toy Story 3. Toy Story they're 3. going to the incinerator. Indeed. There's there's the Holocaust. There is just uh, the, the fear of being you know incinerated. Uh, you, you do have Guantanamo Bay pretty much at a daycare. I mean, oh, that's right. there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. And then at the end, and at the end, the justice is we're going to tie this. You know, Lotso gets tied. Spoiler alert: Lotso gets tied to the grill of a garbage truck because somebody loves him. <laughs> they want to set him free, Chuck. <laughs> we will. We'll set you free. 
you know, right at the end. Remember? Oh, that was Chucky. But, no, but that's the thing. Is as dark as okay. And, and meanwhile, they're trying to escape being uh, uh, smashed or you know crushed or you know totally melted down. They, they get tortured beforehand. Yeah. Not exactly light stuff. You know. <laughs> you go into Hook. There's a bunch of stuff there too. But well, Peter Pan was already bizarre because there are children disappear. But that's an old story. See, that's the thing. That's that's classic. You know, really, if you get down to it, if the kid actually absorbs the message of it, I mean, children being snatched, disappearing, they're in limbo somewhere. How is it that you never, never land? Never, 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 never sleep again. Yeah, anyway, on Elm Street, (laughs) might as well be. All I'm saying is, it's just weird to me that Hoskins thinks of that role he did in Roger Rabbit as a child movie or a children's movie. I mean. Like it's Mary Poppins or something, because he says, I don't want to be Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I don't recall Dick Van Dyke being drunk, having his brother murdered, uh, you know, <laughs> watching the torture of other characters, literally beating people uh, nearly senseless. I know they're cartoon characters, but he's beating people, shooting at people. Well, that was the other version that they watched on the dark web back in the 60s, Chuck. I can't back it up, but take my word for it. Okay, whatever you say, man. I'm just saying none of this is child friendly in reality. I have I have that beat. I have all of that beat. All I got to say is, yeah. If you have a remote control on an old DVD player, yes. You got a remote control and a lot of time, and you hit that pause button and that zoom button. When Jessica Rabbit gets out of cabby, the cartoon cab, uh-huh. just take a look at you know certain certain cells. Really? Disney was known about, you know, was quite well known about putting hidden weird stuff, or at least their animators were as jokes. Oh, the animators were always putting up their middle finger, putting penises and things. Putting the little mermaid in the castle shaped like a penis, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, Jessica God, Rabbit's yeah. not wearing underwear. That's all I'll say. And that's all you've got to say about that movie being kid-friendly. Uh, well, you know, is is the beaver clean, or are we looking at a brushy uh, brush fire area? Well, Jerry Mathers is still alive. It was his brother, Tony Dowd, that just passed away. And with that, we'll be right back. Wall Street Window. Gold. Silver, the stock market. Wall Street Perhaps you're invested deeply. Perhaps you're not in deep enough. Maybe you're thinking about getting started. Wall Street Michael Swanson, the brilliant author of The War State, understood these trends professionally for many years, and now he gives you the benefit of his knowledge. Wall Street Go there now. Go there now. Go there now. In denial. Secret wars with airstrikes and tanks by Larry Hancock. 
Secret wars became a staple of U.S. covert operations and are still happening today. Larry Hancock's book, In Denial, rips the cover off many of them. Using new files, it exposes things about the Bay of Pigs that no one has ever written about before. It shows why it really failed and why the United States did not learn from it. It also shows why other countries today are doing secret operations with more success. This is the book that puts what some want to deny into the light. In Denial, Secret Wars with Airstrikes and Tanks. Larry Hancock. For more information, go to Larry-Hancock.com. Pick up your copy of In Denial at Amazon.com in digital or physical form. Uncle, I'll bet you remember the time when Benjamin Fulford said that the Asian Secret Society was going to dispatch ninjas to take out the Illuminati to change the entire world for the better. That is never going to happen. That it, never did. It never did, did it? Mm-mm. Yeah, because there's a lot of false promises. It's fools. I can't say one. We better not say and be polite, but, but oh, there are yeah. no false promises at the Ocelli.com no, radio network. That's exactly it. Not. It's truth, the point, right to the point. And this is what I like. Straight to the point. Ocelli. Ocelli.com. Listen now. Listen now. Ocelli.com. You are listening to Get Mad with Chris Graves. Uncle, do you remember that time when Benjamin Fulford said that an Asian secret society was going to dispatch ninjas to take down the Illuminati? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, in the cartoon. Yeah, did that ever work out too good? No. It didn't, did it? Didn't work. But here on Ocelli.com Radio Network, things work out a bit better, don't they? Much better. Much better. I mean, it's clearer in understanding about the programs. The programs are much clearer. Getting live people into it, they really have a good conversation going. Much better. Much so, better scene. I say forget Benjamin Fulford and his ninjas and yeah. listen to the Ocelli.com radio network. I agree. It's straight to the point. Straight talk. And I like that idea. Ocelli.com. What would I do? Revelation through conversation. In a radio show slash podcast. You want the good news? Listen to the Ocelli Effect. Chuck Ocelli is the most underrated voice in all media. News, education, and entertainment. The Daily Bread from Ocelli.com. Go there. Save yourself from ignorance. Ocelli.com. But we all agreed to put Ocelli.com on and listen to The Ocelli Effect. Revelation through conversation. Ocelli.com. Revelation through conversation. You are listening to Get Mad with Chris Graves. Be heard on Get Mad or any other show on Ocelli.com radio. For as little as $50 a month, you can buy an ad for your business, podcast, book, or any message you want heard on one or more of the Ocelli.com shows. To find out more, contact ads at Ocelli.com. That's A-D-S at Ocelli.com. Be heard with us. Revelation through conversation. 
Your State by Michael Swanson explains the great national transformation that took place and put the Kennedy presidency in the context of the times and reveals never-before-published information about the Cuban Missile Crisis. President Kennedy would not have been assassinated if he had been president 200 years ago. His assassination took place in the context of the Cold War and the rise of the national security state. Before World War II, the United States was a continental republic. In the decade that followed, it became an imperial superpower. Generals such as Curtis LeMay not only wanted to invade Cuba, but knew that there were short-range missiles on the island armed with nuclear warheads that they could not destroy because they were on mobile launchers. Their invasion could have led to a third world war, and they wanted to go to war anyway. The war by Michael Swanson reveals why and will show you what President Kennedy was up against. For more information, thewarstate.com. Nuclear holocaust. You know what uranium is, right? Think of nuclear weapons and other things like lots of... You know what uranium is, right? Bad things. Things are done with uranium, including some bad things. Nuclear holocaust. You know what uranium is, right? I've been briefed. Nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust. You know what uranium is, right? Think of nuclear weapons and other things like lots of what uranium is, right? Bad things. Things are done with uranium, including some bad things. Nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust. Nuclear Welcome back to Get Mad with Chris Graves. Uh, I am said Chris Graves. And right now we have a clip from Mr. John Leguizamo, who played Luigi in the 1993 Fecal Fest known as Super Mario Brothers. And this is from exclusively from TMZ. Are you going to be watching Super Mario Brothers? No, I will not be watching Super Mario Brothers. Oh, my goodness. They could have included a Latin character. Like, I I was groundbreaking, then they stopped the groundbreaking. I know. Well, well, you know what? They messed up the inclusion. They disincluded. I know. Right. So what do you say to people who who might actually go out and support this? Should you say, hey, guys, if you stand for inclusion, maybe you should Just cast some Latin folk. Cast some Latin folk. We're we're 20% of the population, the largest people of color group and we're underrepresented, overrepresented in the worst kind of jobs though. Oh, oh I know. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, So no Super Mario Brothers for you? Hell no. And that was in relation to the masterpiece known as Super Mario Brothers the movie that's out right now with Chris Pratt. So, uh, was he on to something? Let us know uh, at some point uh, if you can get a hold of us. Uh, maybe at at Seagraves Mass Guy on the Twitter. So, Chuck, what do you think about that, huh? Does he have a point? Well, John Leguizamo is always trying to make points like this. So, you know, what, what can you say? Uh, are you? Do you really need to fight for a spot in the Super Mario Brothers franchise? I, I well, always Old Store uh, needs to be represented by somebody. Well, it's already, you know, what's funny is it's already, uh, look, if I want to get oversensitive about it, let's go for it, right? I I could tell you that I found it really offensive, actually, when the Nintendo 64 character would, like, fall asleep 
and dreamed of what? Meatballs. And pe- oh, pizza pie. Oh, mamma mia. Meatball. Oh, mamma mia. My, my meatballs. Oh, mamma mia. You know, really stereotype. Big old bushy mustache. Of course, he's a plumber. He's a chunky dude. You know. Yeah, and they're making. Then they're they're sending up all the uh, psilocybin users too. If you really want to get down to brass tacks. Well, I don't mind the. I'm look. Let's just stick with the ethnic problem, right? Because you know, mushroom head don't represent an ethnic group. <laughs> this is a direct assault on Italians, honestly. And uh, look, you could take it seriously. I don't, but I mean, honestly, you want to get into like this is ethnic stereotyping uh, to the nth, you know. Uh, he's a super guy, but only because he gets high. You know, he's chasing, he's chasing around a little. He turns into a raccoon. He's got a cape on, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, he's a chunky, you know, plumber who falls asleep if he stands still too long. And uh, what? Oh, meatballs! Oh, pizza pie! Oh, mamma mia! This is what he was doing while he was snoring. Let's face, let's face facts. I mean, Princess Daisy or Princess Toadstool, whatever she's going by these days, mm-hmm. is not going to be interested in the Super Mario. Well, I don't know. I, I, I look. I, I can't account for taste here and whatever. And it's a weird <laughs> thing that he's got his brother along with him, and Luigi's freaky. Right, uh, right. And of course, he's got a mustache too. Even the the warped universe guy, they don't take away the mustache. He's, his mustache is just turned upside down, right? No, a Bowser or a Koopa? <laughs> no, uh, a Wario. I'm talking oh, about. Wario. Oh, Wario. Yeah. That's later. Oh, yeah. The inverse universe. Mario is Wario because they turn the M upside down, and he's clever. <laughs> Wario. Right? <laughs> okay, so, but you know. about Wario. But he's still in broken English, right? Uh, they speak in broken English. <laughs> They're, you know, that I, I'm just. There's a problem saying. in that, uh, that universe. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you want to get into a stereotype? Okay, now, John Leguizamo's worried about Latino, and by the way, he was a guy who objected to the Latinx thing. He's worried about Latinos. Well, are you counting Italians as Latino? Because uh, Mario's supposed to be an Italian uh, character. Well, I'll tie it back to Short Circuit, that classic from 1986, right, with Johnny Five? Mm-hmm. Fisher Stevens was in Indian face. Uh, would you call it brown face? He was pretending to play an Indian guy. Oh, Steve Gutenberg. Like, that's a horrible Indian uh, stereotype. But he was in brown face, and he's in Super Mario Brothers as one of the Goombas. Mm. And that really has nothing to do with anything, but... That's me. No, and look, and that's a whole issue with, like, even the Simpsons and uh, the guy who refuses to do Apu anymore. Oh, you know? Hank Azaria, yeah. You know, he's like, oh, thank you, for come again. You know, they, 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 you can't do that anymore because that's, you know, insulting. But yeah. it's okay to insult Italians with, oh, the meat the bars, oh, the pizza pie, oh, mamma mia. Oh, oh mamma mia. It's a me, I'm Mario, because I can't speak any English. You know, I mean... Well, keep in mind, Chuck and I are both Italian folks, so... Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, look, if somebody's going to get pissed off at me for this, please. I mean, I, I, but I can tell you that Italians are acceptable to mock. So, uh, now, now, am I getting upset about this? Am I going to... No, no. I, I, really, just take it. It's a freaking joke, so what? Uh, but John Leguizamo... Up, you know? But John Leguizamo, a Hispanic dude, I know that that's not politically correct to say anymore, but, I mean, generally really? speaking, Hispanics, yeah, I don't think you're allowed to say Hispanic anymore. I know Oriental's off the thing, which... Well, Oriental's gone, yeah, I get it, and you got to go Asian and be specific, but, look, I could have swore that they don't, I mean, in most cases, they don't count Italians as Latin, so... Exactly. 
If not, then it's not John Leguizamo's fight. Oh, you need to have what? A Latin person? Why? Why Why not just argue it should be an Italian? Well, I don't even think he, in the movie, in the 93 movie that we're talking about, I don't, I think he was, I don't know, I don't remember them referencing this in the movie, but I think he was supposed to be playing Luigi as an Italian, like in the video game. Yeah, but that's the thing. Luigi would be Italian. And that's fine, but and I don't care that he's I don't know Puerto Rican or whatever. I don't care. I I don't care. Why does he care? I don't get it. You know what? You need to have a brown face. What? It just has to be a brown face. So yeah. tell the actor to go get a tan. Brown face problem solved. You know, <laughs> Fisher Stevens in Short Circuit. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> but that is weird. But uh, and Frank Azaria again. You know, he got a lot of flack for that, and it wasn't like mean spirited or anything. No, uh, but but anyway, my whole point is why does why does John Leguizamo give a crap? It's not his Latin fight, yeah. in my opinion. And uh, if you want to get into it and be racially sensitive, then you don't do Mario in the first place because Mario, in and of himself, is insensitive ethnically to Italians. Well, yeah, and uh, you know I won't even go into Street Fighter right now. That's for uh, another month. Oh God! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that that'll be a while, and then you got uh, what? What is it? Uh, Julia. <laughs> whitewashing, whitewashing of martial arts because of uh, Ryu yeah. and uh, no, the other guy Ken, right? Ken is the other guy. Oh Ken, yeah, yeah. Ken copies so, Ryu. He's he's uh, what, what do they call it? Cultural appropriation, right? Yeah, double dragon. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, well, well double dragon street fighting that could be anybody. So whatever, but. Anyway, I'm just saying, if you want to get into the whole ethnic racial thing, then you don't do Mario in the first place. Or you could just uh, do what? Uh, you know, take it for what it is. It's a video game. It's a joke. It's not real life. And it's a piece of entertainment. And uh, get the hell over it, for Christ's sake. Let let the wad in your panties go. Well, right? I suggest that they just adapt Custer's Revenge for Atari. That's all. <laughs> Terrible video game. Uh, if I you, won't even get into the premise, folks. Just look it up. No, if you wanted to, it, it, it takes all of three, maybe a half a sentence to get through the whole premise. Custer's, yeah. Custer's <laughs> Revenge, uh, infamous Atari video game. But again, I mean, well, beat, I, him, beat him and eat him. <laughs> but we'll leave on that classy <laughs> note, folks. D David Lee Roth's Eat Him and Smile. Wasn't that his solo album? Yeah, I think that was his home video, if you know uh, what I mean. You know? could, could be that, too. Anyway. Yeah. So but Anyway, this was an awesome experiment, folks, and uh, I'm glad uh, if you, you're still tuning in, uh, tune in for the Ocelli Effect coming right up until we speak again. We are gonna die out here. Someone will find us soon. We're lost, we're out of food and water, and our phones are dead. Well, I've got 5% left, but I'm saving it for wow days at BJ's Wholesale Club. Are you kidding me? No, it's their three-day event where you save up to 65% on appliances, tech, furniture, and outdoor products. But I should probably call for help. Wait, do they have air fryers? Save up to 65% during wow days at BJ's Wholesale Club July 10th through the 12th. Visit BJ's.com slash wowdays for details. BJ's, absurdly simple savings. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.